Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. So this week... Coco Goff has won two tennis matches at Wimbledon, beaten Venus Williams, earned £176,000. Oh, and she's only 15. Meanwhile, I have taken some clothes to the charity shop, been to a school concert, and had a vegan sausage roll from Greg's. So I think it's pretty clear who's achieved more this week. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Yeah, that was Sean Mendes, Camila Cabello, Senorita before that. Jonas Brothers, an only human. Good afternoon. Alec Feldman here. How's everyone doing? Happy London Pride weekend, everyone. Hope you're having a good one. I'm assuming if you if you listen to this, you're not there, but you know, enjoy it in, in spirit and still listen to me. Good. Happy days. Hope all is good. We've actually got like a proper show for you this week. I know. How exciting. Not pre-recorded. We haven't got it like interrupted in the second hour by something else. But just me for two hours talking rubbish. And I have some games this week. There's a couple of games and I'm quite excited about one of them. It's a brand new game and it's got its own jingle that I've literally just finished making just now. I'm very excited for it. I've wanted to play this game for about a month. We've only just Maybe not a month, like three weeks, two, three weeks, and only just got the chance to do it. And it's good. It's coming up after four o'clock, and it's called Someone's Knocking at Your Door. Or, to, to give it the proper name, <clears throat> Someone's Knocking at Your Door, which, which might be familiar if you ever hear adverts. That's coming up at about eh, 4.25 this afternoon. A brand new game. I'm so excited about it. Also, on the show before five, I had a really rubbish day this week that I just want to kind of vent about in about five minutes' time. We'll be making our own knockoff branded goods because I've spent quite a bit of time in, in Lidl recently. Also, do you want to buy an iPhone? Because I can sell you one that's really cheap. The only thing is it's probably a bit suspect. I'll tell you more before four o'clock. Plus, Connect 4, six second guide. And I've been to a school concert this week. And I want to do a full gig review for you at 10 past 4. 
maybe that might be a little bit harsh given that it's a school concert and not a professional like singer pop star whatever that i'll be reviewing but you know what i'm fine with crushing the hopes and dreams of children so a full gig review of the school concert i was at this week coming up at 10 past four and music before four o'clock from glowy katie perry mabel and alec benjamin's on soon as well so that is today's show before we get into into the thick of it into the exciting games and the, the being mean about children let's do this week i learned this week i learned three lessons from the week lesson number one this week i learned that you can get sick of snakes and ladders i've been doing quite a bit of work recently it's a weird kind of job i don't know how to describe the job that i do but it does involve playing games you go out onto like the streets of the world and play games with passers-by such as giant jenga or quite large dominoes or quite large connect four and giant snakes and ladders you know where it's like a mat on the floor and you become the pieces and you have to walk across the map it's cool right that's that's what i thought and i was playing this and all these like little kids come along to join in and it's kind of cute they've got like really tiny hands and there's really big, big dice and it's just like oh isn't that sweet and they play snakes and ladders and it's all lovely and that's what i thought the first day i was doing it the second day i was like yeah this is this is nice but it's kind of kind of boring now I've seen it. I've seen it all before. All they want to do is play snakes and ladders. I always end up having to go and chase the dice. At one point, the giant dice ended up in a river and had to be fished out. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is cool, but I'm kind of I'm kind of done with it now. The third day in a row that I was just supervising giant snakes and ladders. Oh, I was sick of it. I was really bored of it. Like, it was. It's kind of fun, but also you're just done with snakes and ladders. How many different ways are you able to say, oh, you got a six, well done, or Oh, you fell down that snake there, didn't you? Or, well done, you've made it to, to 81. Because um, the grid for snakes and ladders only had 81 squares. Didn't go up to 100. Who needs that? Only went to 81. So, this that's what I've learned. You, you can get sick of it. As much as you think it'll be fun forever and ever and ever, giant snakes and ladders does get a bit boring when you're sort of supervising it for three days in a row. Who knew? Who knew? Lesson number two. This week I learned that you shouldn't leave packing an entire house until the very last minute. I moved uni house uh, kind of end of last week from from one house to another house that's about five minutes down the road. You'd think that would be quite a simple process, but no, actually, actually very, very complicated. Much more complicated than you'd expect, especially as they, there wasn't really an overlap. I had to leave one place by eight o'clock. I wasn't allowed to go to the new place by nine o'clock the same day. So there was a whole hour of limbo and it meant you couldn't just take stuff as and when. You had to have everything out, then move everything back in again. And I didn't really do much packing in the week prior to this this move. And I was also working from like 8 till 6 p.m. the same day. So I basically did no packing and I had to do it all in the last night. was up quite late. People weren't happy. I had people helping me out and they were like, come on, why haven't you done this earlier? So if you are moving house and you have to get all of your possessions from one place to another... Maybe pack progressively as time goes on in the lead up. Don't just all do it on the last day. Not a good idea. And finally, this week I learned that some people live like animals. Honestly, they, they really do. Like I said, I moved house. And so you get to the new house. You're like, oh, new house. How exciting. I've never actually seen this house before. 
I agreed to live in this house without having ever seen it. So the first impression I got of this this shiny new house that I'm moving to for my third year of uni was going in and seeing dust on the carpet so thick that it's it formed like a film and there was rubbish everywhere. There were ants on the floor. And I was like, oh my God, I have to spend a whole year here. What are we going to do? And you're kind of like, this is this is gross. And you get you get to, I got to like what would be my room. Very, very small, by the way. Very small. Not happy about that. And it was just filthy. And you wonder how, how do people live like this? How do they not clean? I'm not the cleanest person in the world, but even I have some kind of standards. And I was like, wow, holy moly, this is a tip. And so we got some some superheroes to come out and clean it, and now it's really lovely. But wow, how how did these people live? Truly, truly animals. So those are the lessons I've learned this week. You can get sick of snakes and ladders. You shouldn't leave packing an entire house up till the last night. And some people live like animals. Ed Sheeran, and then I'm going to tell you about a really, really rubbish day where just everything seemed to go wrong. Going to have a little vent after this. Ed Sheeran and Chance the Rapper with Cross Me. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hi. Alec Benjamin is on next, my, my favourite artist, purely because we share a name. First, you know when you have those days where everything goes wrong and every opportunity, every junction where things could get back on track, it's like, no, not happening. And it, and it just keeps going quite badly wrong. I had one of those this week. It was quite a busy day. It involved a lot of travelling. Travel days are days where there is quite a lot of scope for things to go wrong, missing stuff, all that kind of stuff. Um, the start, I was also... So, Hang on, let me get this straight in my head. It was very complicated. The journeys I was making in one day, Leeds to Manchester, Manchester to Leeds, Leeds to London. Okay, that's about one, what is it, four trains already. And trains from Leeds to Manchester, they're quite cheap if you're smart about it. You can get a train that takes quite a long time, but it's really cheap. And so I pre-booked that and I was like, oh, brilliant. It meant I have to get up quite early to get this train, but I was like, okay, fine. But then I also twigged that the time between getting back to Leeds later and having to leave Leeds to go to London wasn't long enough for me to, to me to go back. So I needed to pack all my things to go to London, take them to Manchester with me, then return with them to Leeds and then go to London. Does that make sense? It's kind of complicated and it doesn't sound like that important detail, but it kind of is because that decision to take all of my stuff to Manchester with me basically was what screwed up the entire day for me. Doesn't sound that significant, but butterfly flexor or something. It really, really screwed me over. So I packed a suitcase and another bag and off I off I go to get the bus to the train station. This is about 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock in the morning. And I get on the bus, seems all fine, didn't realise quite a lot of traffic. And I'm sitting on this bus going, hmm, I wonder whether I'll actually make my 8.40 train or not. And this is about 8.15, I'm like, yeah, there'll be plenty of time. And then time, time goes on and we're still not at the station. I'm like, yeah, this really isn't happening, is it? And just quite casually, I come to the realisation that, okay, I've screwed it. I've missed the train. Bother. How annoying. £3.30 down the drain before I even begin. So I, I attempt to get this this rectified. I do have a theory that if you're nice enough to people at train stations, they will just let you do what you want. So I tried this and I was went to the ticket person. I was like, hi there. Um, listen, I wonder if you could do something for me. Just being really like, you know, cool and charming or trying. That didn't actually sound like charming. So now I've got this ticket here. I was wondering whether you could change it for, uh, for a train that hasn't left yet. And they weren't having any of it. So I had to buy another ticket, get another train to Manchester, go to the place I was supposed to be going, all fine. This suitcase, remember this suitcase, this is the important detail. This is the suitcase that I've been carrying around with me 
this I leave in reception of the place I was visiting. And I was like, oh, can I just leave this in? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I put it down, go to do my thing, go back a couple of hours later. Someone has moved the suitcase. Again, this doesn't sound like it's an important detail, but I go to retrieve the suitcase from the other place it had been moved to. And I discover the handle, the suitcase handle, where you can sort of push down a button and it'll slide up so you can pull the case along, had broken. It wouldn't come up, so I couldn't pull the suitcase. So I'm sort of trying to make it work, you know, what you usually do, hitting it and pulling it and shaking it and whatever, just trying to get it to come out. It's not coming. doesn't want to play ball. So I just kind of, I leave the building just carrying it and sit down on some grass outside to try and sort this out properly. Open it up, do all sorts of things, take out loads of clothes. And my underwear was just casually on this grass outside this big office building I've been visiting. And I couldn't get it to work. I had to do a five minute walk to a, a tram station. That took about 20. The tram, I had to get to the train station. That again, didn't take too long because I was on a tram. But then get to the train station. By this point, I'd long missed the other train I was supposed to be on. So that's two trains in one day I'd missed. I'd missed it, not even close. I missed it by like an hour and 20 minutes because of this whole bag saga. And I'm just like, oh my God. Still having to carry in my two hands this really, really, really heavy case and another massive bag and a backpack. I eventually make it back to Leeds, but because I missed my train back to Leeds, I had to spend £20 instead of the £3 I'd spent on another train because I needed to get there in time to get the train back to London, which then was delayed, so I could have got the slower train anyway for less money, and it was all a mess, and I eventually got home at like 9pm, and really, I was really hot, I'm really sweating, really tired, and in an appalling mood. Now, you might wonder, why am I telling you this story? Basically, I'm just venting because it was really annoying. Everything went wrong, all because I decided I wanted to take a bag with me to Manchester. Uh, what a mess. What a mess. And so, I don't know whether you got any enjoyment at all out of hearing that, but it was, it was rubbish, so I wanted to vent. <laughs> there you go. Alec Benjamin is on right now. This is, must have been the wind. Alec Benjamin must have been the wind. This is Wizard Radio, and I'm trying so hard with every, every fibre of my being every gram of my body not to make the really obvious joke about that song but we're all thinking it we must be come on if you call a song must have been the wind you're just inviting people to make jokes i don't know why he didn't think of that old alec benjamin i like him not just because we have the same name i do like alec benjamin but come on don't make such open goals for people to make jokes about songs haven't heard a song name like that since pharrell released gust of wind wasn't that a classic anyway um, this Wizard Radio, Katy Perry's on next, and I've spent a lot of time in, in Lidl and Aldi recently, my new favourite supermarkets, both because they're really cheap, they have good bakeries, and the middle aisle, just full of weird stuff like scuba diving masks and tents and stuff. You didn't know you needed, but it's just there. It's like, brilliant. You don't get that at Tesco. And one thing I've noticed that you get in these shops, the like bargain, massive discount supermarkets, is they, instead of selling branded stuff, they sell their own brands of stuff. But normally what they do to make you think that you're buying a branded product is make the products they make look really similar to the branded stuff, like Maryland cookies. You know, you can imagine a, a sleeve of Maryland, right? It's like red, you've got a bit of gold, you've got a picture of a cookie on there. That's exactly what they will do for these fake branded things, but call it something different but you'll just look at it and you'll see the font they'll usually suddenly be like, yeah, this is this is fake Maryland, isn't it? And they've got really quite smart at doing that. But my new favorite thing is as well as making the packaging look really similar, 
they also now make the names sort of vaguely connected. So it's not the same name. It wouldn't stand up in court as being the same name. They're like, no, it is totally different thing. What are you talking about? But actually, your your seal bars, everyone knows it's just a knockoff penguin. But stand up and got to be like, no, this is our own our own invention. We call it the seal bar. It's got chocolate and biscuit in, and it's very tasty, and it has jokes on the packaging. But no, not a penguin, definitely not. And these are my new favorite things. I find it so funny how shamelessly they're ripping off these actual brands. Like, um, I can't believe it's so good. Or as the real one is known, I can't believe it's not butter. Or um, <laughs> have you ever heard of the place Borneo? Apparently that's just a fake Oreo biscuit. Or um, wheat bisques for Weetabix, Norpak for Lurpak. I could go on. These are my favorite things ever. Oblongs instead of squares. Some of the time it's like a clever little connection, like seals instead of penguins. Sometimes it's just like they've gone in a thesaurus and been like, hmm, what's like a square, but slightly different, but it means a similar thing. I know, oblong. And I want you to get creative hats on this afternoon and come up with some own brand knockoffs of your own. To get the ball rolling, I have come up with a few ideas. Um, Walker's crisps, they could become wakers or runners. If you want to use the uh, the antonym, that means opposite. Uh, magnumized lollies, they could become magnets. Fanta could become fantastic orange juice. Uncle Ben's could become Grandma Bob's. I mean, I could go on. I've got a whole long list. I'm not going to read all of them out because I don't want to spoil it for you. But that's the kind of stuff I'm after. Think of a branded product that you buy from the shops, slightly manipulate the name, and then boom, you've got an own brand knockoff good that you could buy in Aldi. That's what I want, please. 07807183538. Will you text me with one of those? Get your creative hats on. Be as clever as possible. And maybe don't tell me what it's supposed to be, and I can give it a guess. 07807183538. You can tweet me at WizRadio or send an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk. Just come up with your own name for a knockoff of like a really popular brand that you could sell in Lidl or Aldi, and I'll try and guess which one you're knocking off. We'll do that after glowing. Now this is Katy Perry. Here comes never really over. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. Glowy and I'm good at Wizard Radio. Katy Perry before it. I'm Alec Feldman. And Marshmallow is coming up soon. We also have Connect Four before five o'clock, four o'clock even. We're in the middle of doing some some knockoff own brand supermarket goods ideas. Because I was in Lidl the other week and I was really enjoying how they have all these fake products that are just similar enough for you to know what they're supposed to be. Like um, fruity shots instead of fruit shoot or frosted flakes, which is obviously frosties, those kind of things. But the way they do the packaging and the fonts and everything, all the colors are to make it look exactly like what you think it is, but it's not, and it's a lot cheaper. And I think these are just quite fun to try and make up some of your own. So I came up with a few. Grandpa Bob's instead of Uncle Ben's. I've got loads more. I might share them with you afterwards. But now it's over to you. Like You have some. James, I believe you're going to quiz me. Yes. So um, we've had some really good ones in. I'm going to tell you what their made up name is and you have to guess what the real product is. Okay. You really ready? putting my supermarket knowledge to the test. Yes. Okay. So from Beth, wedding ring crisps. Crisps. Uh, hula hoops. Yes. Must be hula hoops. Yes. yes. You put okay. them on your fingers. These first ones are quite difficult, but from is oh, so, oh sorry, I meant quite easy. From Isabella, orange football chocolates. Orange football chocolates. 
Well, if it's orange and it's football shaped, that means it's round. So I would suggest it's a chocolate orange. It is a Terry's chocolate orange, yes. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, this one is a notable mention, uh, which is probably quite easier. Easy. Mr. Motivator Soap Scum Remover. Sorry? Mr. Motivator Soap Scum Remover. Um, soap, so it's like a clean, oh, it's, it's, um, what's his name? Mr. Muscle, I need yes. help. That's it. Yes. I love the okay. bringing back by Jaden there of Mr. Motivator. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How would Jaden even know who Mr. Motivator is? Mr. Motivator is a classic. Um, okay, from Reese. This is a chocolate bar. It's called a Geordie. A Geordie? Yeah. Um... You're a Geordie if you're from Newcastle in the northeast. What chocolate bars are there that reference like places or people? Think about oh, it. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. It's a Yorkie, isn't it? It's a Yorkie, yes. Yeah. From Danielle. This is a clever one. Astro Surge. It's a sweet. Asteroid Surge. Yes. Um a sweet. I, don't I know, think this like... is a thesaurus job. Uh, what are those those like sherbet ones called? It's not like sherbet. spaceships. No, not UFOs. Um, say it again. Astro surge. They're sweets. Astro surge. I have no idea. They're starburst. Um. Oh, oh, of course it is. That's oh, that, you're right. Well done, That's Danielle. Well <laughs> you done. Got me. Okay, this one's an easy one from Liam. Nobby Oats. Oh, this is Hobnobs. Yes. Well, that's oh, a great ne- one. This next one then. Um, Swallow Biscuits. I don't like the sound of this, but... Swallow Biscuits. Yeah. Um, swallow like the birds? Or... No, like what you like do. You swallow. Yeah. Um, so it's a biscuit that you swallow, you chew, you eat. Think, no, you think like Nobby Oats or Hobnobs. Swallow oh, biscuits. You swallow stuff, you digest them. Yes. Digestives. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, this one from really Gracie. This one's actually a bit harder. This is okay. also a chocolate. And they're called Whoopsie Daisies. Whoopsie Daisies. Um, yeah. I was going to say knickknacks, but they're crisps, aren't they? Yeah, no, this is a chocolate with a, a similarly cho- silly name. A chocolate with a silly name. Uh, Whoopsie Daisy. I'm thinking it's going to be it's going to be something small, isn't it? It comes like in a packet, and you get lots of little things. Is that right? No. No. Okay. A Whoopsie Daisy chocolate. You can give in if you'd like. Ah, uh, I think I'm going to have to give in. Come on, what is it? Curly Wurly. Oh! Oh, okay. Good. No, I would never have got that in a million years, but somehow it just works. You know, okay. if you saw it, you'd know what it was supposed to be. With yes, packaging. I've got three more. Right, um, this one, it depends where your head's at. Might be easy, might be hard. Jerusalem Biscuits from Alex. Jerusalem Biscuits? Yes. Um, I don't it's know. It's another thesaurus job. What's... What's like a, a synonym of Jerusalem? Holy biscuits? Jammy no. dogs? I don't know. Jaffa cakes. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, not bad, not bad. This one's also smart. From Chris. 
Um, Michael's Mixed Bunch. Michael's Mixed Bunch. Um, so I, it's it's something that has... Is it like... Not Round Trees Fruit Pastels. No. But it has someone's name in it. Yeah. And... Wait, I think it might be a surname. And it's got lots of different things in a packet. But I guess they're sweets. Foxes? No. Uh... Michael's Mixed Delight, did you say? No, I said Michael's Mixed, mixed bunch. bunch. I know it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. I can't think of it. What is it? Bassett's All Sorts. Oh, actually, no. I would never have got that. Okay, oh, fine. Okay, it here's the last one. It wasn't one. on the tip of my tongue after all. Here's Those are good. One. This is from okay. Natasha. This one's quite easy. Um, and also, if this was the name of a product, I don't think this adequately describes what it is, but you'll probably get it. Incredible Pastas. Incredible pastas. Yes. Great. Right. No. I, I, no, I'm 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 stuck now. I've lost it. I had a good run, but I've lost it. What is it? Super noodles. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I From can't wait to see these on the shelves of a supermarket near you. Yeah. Excellent what? work, everybody. I think some of those were very good. They were quality. I'm I'm impressed. Thanks very much for them. All right. Coming up next. Um, if that wasn't enough consumer goodness for you, there's an iPhone I want to sell you that I've seen advertised on Facebook. After Marshmallow and Kane Brown, this is One Thing Right. Wizard Radio, that was Marshmallow and Kane Brown with One Thing Right. We've got to move on, but I just I want to share with you a couple more of these these um, own brand knockoffs that I've come up with, just because I think they're quite good. You could have Mars bars, they could become Pluto. A twirl could become a spin. Crunchy could become crispy and... This one, I can't take credit for this. This comes from my sister, but I think this is my favorite. A malt eater. That could be a Malteser. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, we've got to move on now, though, um, because I want to sell you an iPhone. Would you like to buy an iPhone? I've got one that I can flog to you for about 40 quid. I've seen this advertised. It's on like my uni's buying and selling page on Facebook. And it's an advert. And the whole thing just looks... Totally, totally suspect. Um, just down to the description, the photos, everything. Like I said, it's going for, for £40. Normally a second-hand iPhone. It looks like it's an iPhone 7. Normally that would go for, what, 500, 600 quid second-hand? But no, this is this is £40. So really a bargain you could get here. The description says, Unlocked to all networks. No scratch, but is made in China. Because of the country of manufacture, it is slower than the UK or US made iPhones. However, it works perfectly. Now, I was under the impression that all iPhones are made in China. I thought that was the case. But apparently there are some made in the UK. Who knew? Uh, but those UK ones and US ones, those are faster than the ones that are made in China. I don't know why. Maybe in China they, they have slow iPhones especially. They slow it down. There's a great conspiracy theory. So if you've if you've got one of those Chinese-made iPhones, oh, it's going to be it's going to be slower because of where it was made. Apparently, according to this guy who's trying to sell his iPhone, so I'll take his word for it. I'm sure he knows exactly what he's talking about. Um, and then the pictures. We get to the pictures, which also look quite weird. He says no scratch, but the back of this phone looks quite scratched to me. It's red. Um, I wasn't sure whether you could get red iPhones, but I did look into it, and you can. It does fit. But there is some some weird kind of marking on the back, like a yellow 
circle on the opposite side to where the back camera is. That doesn't look like a... You'd get that on a real iPhone, necessarily, as well as loads of scratches on the back that he said aren't there. But possibly the weirdest thing about this advert on Facebook is where he's taken the photos. Because this iPhone, it's just in the bathroom sink. What's it doing there? Why is the iPhone balanced on the side of the sink? I can see his toothbrush and his toothpaste and the hairbrush in there. Why? I don't understand. Like, the majority of these photos are the bathroom. It's like the iPhone is entirely secondary to the picture. He's mainly just showing us his sink, which is, I've got to say, quite dirty. It could do with a clean, really. So if, if despite all of those little oddities, you would like to buy this iPhone for £40, then I can give you his address because he's put it on the, on the post and his phone number. So just send me a message, I will, I will link you up. But honestly, I, I wouldn't buy off him. It does look a bit suspect, I've got to be honest. On the way, some Connect 4 is coming out. First though, this is Mabel and Mad Love. You listen to Wizard Radio. Mabel and Mad Love, it's Wizard Radio with Alec Felbin. Hi, hope you are good. It is now time, one and all, for Connect 4. It returns. It's been a couple of weeks that it's been on rest. But now it is back and better than ever. This is the game, if you've never heard it before, where we just have to connect four words. It really is as simple as that. Four words that are waiting to be connected. You have to connect them in the most long-winded, rambly, weird way that you possibly can. And put put them in a story. That's how we usually do it. Write a little story. Pepper these words throughout the story. And you've got yourself a connect four entry that you can send in to me. And we can read out later. So to get the four words for connect four, what we do is we get a copy of the dictionary. It doesn't have to be a specific dictionary. The dictionary has varied over time, but it is always a dictionary. And I get James Gilmore to flick. He flicks the dictionary. I tell him to stop whatever the top word is on the page of that dictionary. That is the word we choose. We repeat it four times. And there you have four words that you connect, and then you can send them to me. So let us get the four words for Connect 4. James, are you ready? I am always ready. Literally, Alec, when you are not presenting your show, I am sat here, dictionary in hand, ready for you to call me at any moment of the day to flick through. Except just now. What do you mean? Well, you said you were almost ready. So, okay, did you I'm take ready. dictionary out of your hand? Very, very, very briefly. Unforgivable. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sometimes I had to blow my nose. I had to get a tissue. Okay, fine. That's, okay. that's acceptable. Thank you. Come on then, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's flick. Let's flick. Come on, let's go. And we can get the first word and you can all start thinking about how you can incorporate it. Um, when do you think an acceptable time to say stop is? I'm going to wait it out, you know. I'm going to wait until we get really far down the alphabet because normally I don't have the nerve. I panic. But this time I'm ready to go all the way. All the way to Z, baby. Uh, okay, let's stop now. Okay. Your first word is... Kidnap. Kidnap? Kidnap. Oh, wow. I can already sense this is going to be a good round. Yes. Kidnap. Kidnap. Is the first word. Kidnap. Word number one. I was going to give an example. Sometimes I like to give an example, but I can't really give that example. It's not appropriate right now. So oh, let's just leave it at kidnap and move on to the second word. Flick, please. Okay, I'm flicking. Stop. Oh, God. Alec, you didn't give me much time there. A long one and a short one. Okay, well, this one is click. Click. Like you click a mouse. Like, like you that. click a mouse. 
or um, that song. I can't remember who it was by. This, that was Cleek. Was it that Cleek? Oh. It, yeah, it was Kanye West and Jay-Z. And it was... Oh, okay. I'm very much mistaken then. I'm so sorry. Yes, Not like fine. that, but like what you do with a mouse or yes. your fingers. Click is the second word. Let's flick again, but backwards this time. Okay, flicking backwards. Oh, yes. We're starting at Z, working our way back to A, and then somewhere along the way we'll pick a word. But it doesn't have to be now. Can't believe that. All that time I thought it was click, not click in that song, but click, click. Ain't nobody fresher than my mum or whatever the line was, I don't know. Okay, stop. Okay, your third word is shoe. Yes, Where shoe. Where on your feet? The shoe or on what, your feet. Or what you say when there are squirrels in your back garden. I think that's S-H-O-O, like -O. shoe. Oh, so yeah. not like... Oh, okay. yeah. So we've got click, not click. Shoe, not shoe. Kidnap. Uh, let's have one more word, please. Okay, I'm flicking. He is flicking once again. Where will I stand to stop? Who knows? Um, yeah, hope you're, hope you're having a nice day today. Uh, not, not as sunny as it was in the UK. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, just going to make some, uh, some small talk whilst we flip the dictionary. Okay, stop. Okay, your fourth word is extra. Sure we've had that one before. Okay, well, there's only so many words, Alec. Do you want to, go to stay with extra? Yeah, let's stay with extra. Okay, so the four connect four words this week. Get a pen and paper if you're really old school. Just write it down on your phone on the notes app. Kidnap, click, shoe, extra. Those are the four words. Connect with the most long-winded, rambly way you possibly can. Put them in a story and send it to me. 078 Send us a message on Facebook, Wizard Radio on there, just find us, send us a message, or station at wizardradio.co.uk by email. Connect for this week, we've got kidnap, click, shoe, and extra. Send us in your connections, we'll read them at 10 to 5, and crown a winner who will be whoever I decide has the one I like the most. On the way, a brand new game called Someone's Knocking at Your Door, a full review of a school concert, and I'll play Flow Rider and Taylor Swift. After the news, it's just gone four. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Flowrider, I don't like it. I love it on Wizard Radio. Before that, Taylor Swift, you need to calm down. My name is Alec Feldman. This is my radio show. Thanks for listening to it. I really appreciate that a lot. And this next thing I'm going to do, I thought long and hard about. I was in two minds about. Because on the one hand, it could be quite funny. And on the other hand, it could be quite mean. Because what I'm about to do is review a school concert that I was at this week. You might be wondering why I was at a school concert. Um, I kind of asked myself the same question, but that's one of the, the pros of having a younger sister. You get to go to school concerts and watch all these these sort of pubescent children play glockenspiel or whatever it happens to be. There wasn't actually any glockenspiel in this school concert, but it was quite the experience, I've got to say. And I was like, oh, I've got to talk about this on the radio and just rip it to shreds. But on the other hand, they're kids that is quite mean. So what I'm doing is putting any kind of morals and ethics to one side so I can be mean about children's hard work. I hope that's okay with you lot. If not, just come back in like five minutes. And so here follows the review of a secondary school concert that I went to this week. Um, it got off to an interesting start with 
a steel pans group. They all played the steel pans. Now, I don't know much about steel pans. I feel like I have been told in the past that they're not very easy to keep in tune. And I don't know how you would steal, how you would tune a steel pan, but maybe this explains why they did sound a bit on the shonky side. It's like you're on holiday, but you're actually in a school hall. Listen to some out of tune steel pans. So uh, that was that was certainly an experience. And um, the next the next act after that was a very very brave. I think they were in year eight, so they would have been about twelve years old, something like that. Twelve, thirteen. Very brave because they volunteered to play the piano and sing to Let It Be. Now I mean. But I'm not so mean that I'm going to play your audio of that because that would be bullying, which I am against. Just to be clear, my position on bullying is that it's bad. So I'm not going to embarrass the guy, but um, didn't quite have the vocal range yet is all I'm going to say. Next, I do have some audio of this because from a performance perspective, it was great. I just found it quite funny because this got introduced as, right, this guy is going to be performing this song on the drums, but there's no backing track. So it was just a guy bashing some drums for about three and a half minutes like this. Like, woo, yeah, this is my favourite song. Love it. Would have been great if someone tried to sing along to that. <laughs> Honestly, would have been brilliant. Um, next up, again, this is, this is an area in which my moral boundaries are preventing me from playing you the actual clip I recorded. Another guy who was very brave and enthusiastic. This is how they would describe it. They were introduced. They were. They said this. This kid is really enthusiastic. And I was like, okay, this is definitely a euphemism. They volunteered to sing "Castle on the Hill" by Ed Sheeran. Thankfully, this did have a backing track, but um, it was it was quite difficult to keep in time with the backing track. So I've done a little recreation. So here is what it did sound like. So what you had there was singing along to Ed Sheeran, um, people clapping along, but they were clapping with the beat of the song. This guy wasn't singing to the beat of the song, so it just drew attention to the fact that he was singing quite out of time. But also my favourite thing ever was that um, they changed the words of that song to make it more school friendly, because normally the words would be driving at 90, but obviously because you don't want to encourage speeding and reckless driving in school, they changed it to driving at high speeds. And um, also, we want to listen to this where they did change another lyric. We all know what the lyric was supposed to be, but this is what they changed it to. Can I double check? Do we also hear the one that was me singing it badly to recreate what it would have been like? I think oh, we did. Number six. Driving um, at high speeds down those country lanes. So that was my recreation of what it sounded like with the, the slightly out of time singing and the clapping along with it. We also we also had an a cappella singing group who were quite good the second time round. But the first time they tried to perform, they were all quite badly out of tune. And this is how bad things were. The head teacher had to come out and tell them to stop because it was so bad that they had to start again, but in tune. 
Um, got to play a couple of rounds of is it a boy or is it a girl singing because some people have quite low voices who you'd expect to have high voices and vice versa. So if you close your eyes, it could be either. And and then this one, this one, um, a very creative take on the Game of Thrones theme. I didn't know it had words, but apparently it does because they perform the Game of Thrones theme while singing the words Game of Throny Thrones to the theme tune. So you might be able to hear that in this one. So overall, my full gig review, 8 out of 10 would go again to the, the school concert I was at this week. Pure class. This is Chip and One Ace with your story right now. Oh. Chip, One Ace and your story, Wizard Radio. Can I just say about that last thing we did? Um, just sort of to contextualise it, because I appreciate it. It is kind of mean that I was just tearing to shreds a school concert of loads of like 15 year olds and younger performing. And it, I know it's like a nerve wracking thing. So just so I'm allowed to do it, so I can justify it maybe to myself. I've been there, I've done that. I've been in the slightly rubbish school concerts. I've been the slightly rubbish one. And and also, what qualification do I have to criticize them? Grade six and two instruments. Thank you very much. So if you're sitting there thinking, it's very easy to be mean about these kids, but could you do better? The answer is yes, but also no, I didn't in the past. So there we go. It's all okay. Nothing but love here, but also I quite enjoyed making fun of a slightly rubbish school concert. Moving on to the nerdiest thing I have done this week. And I want to tell you about it because it's really sad and really nerdy. But you know what? I'm unashamedly admitting to doing this. And I thought it was it was kind of fun as like an intellectual challenge. Because I mentioned um, the start of the show, I've kind of moved house for uni. I lived in one house at uni in my second year, going to a different one in third year. And so that presents you with quite a unique opportunity to start a house from scratch. Because think about your kitchen at home. You know exactly where everything is. The glasses, they're going to be in one cupboard. The cutlery is going to be in one drawer. And when you think about, you know, why are they in that drawer? They just are. They're in that drawer because that's the best place for them to be. You couldn't imagine them ever being kept anywhere else because that's where they've always been. And that's where they always have been. And it just, it makes sense in your head. Of course, that's the, the plates cupboard. Of course, that's where the mugs are. But why are they actually there? Is there a science to it? Or was it just guesswork? Whenever your parents moved into the house, they were like, mm, let's put the plates in this cupboard. And then 10 years later, they've just stayed there forever. Do they just put them there? Or is there an exact science to where things go and why? And I told you this is really sad, but because I was the first person to move into this this house, I've got um, four people living with me next year, which I'm sure I'll mention at various points and I'll introduce you all to them. Because I was the first there at the five of us, I got the opportunity to arrange this entire kitchen the way I think it should be done. And I was quite excited by this prospect in a really kind of sad way. I was like, wow, finally, I'm the one that gets to decide where things go and why they go where they go and make it up as I go along and try and create a system. And I could have done what maybe most people doing, just throw things in places and see if it works. But I was thinking, no, I want this kitchen layout to be the optimal kitchen layout. I want everything to go exactly where it should go. And when you think, mm, why is that there? You think, ah, of course it goes there because that is the most obvious place for it to go because it's that size and it's near that and that and that and that. And so that's what I spent a good hour or two doing the other week. As sad as it sounds, I did get quite a lot of satisfaction out of it. It was good fun because think about it, right? 
plates, for example. If you want to put your plates in a cupboard, you'll want to put your plates in the same place as your bowls and your little plates and all that kind of stuff. There's going to be five of us living there, so there's going to be quite a lot of plates. So it has to be quite a big cupboard. I was thinking a cupboard that's, you know, a double cupboard, too wide. But there weren't that many of them in the kitchen. The ones that were there were quite shallow. What you really need is a combination of a deep cupboard that's also wide. We didn't have any of them, so I just went with a shallow wide one because the only the only deep cupboard we had, we needed for saucepans, you see. So that was the only place the plates could go because you need to put the saucepans in one place. And as tragic as this sounds, I, I had great fun doing this for, for two hours, organizing a kitchen the perfectly logical way. You've got a narrow cupboard. What can you put in a narrow cupboard? You could put glasses in a narrow cupboard, but actually it's too narrow because you've got to have glasses for five people. So what do you turn it into? What's small and compact? It's a spice cupboard. Of course it's a spice cupboard. Why would it ever be anything other than a spice cupboard? So nerdy, yet so productive. I think I might be a genius. I think I've, I've found it. I have completed it. The optimal kitchen layout. I think in my kitchen I have created and I'm very proud of this. Now, what's going to happen is everyone else is going to move in in a few months' time when the next year of uni starts. And they're going to be like, why is the kitchen arranged like this? It's rubbish. And then what's going to happen is I'll be like, ah, but is it rubbish? And then I'll explain in great and really boring detail the exact reasons that that kitchen is the way it is. And one of two things will happen. They'll either be like, oh, wow, that's so clever. You are a genius. All hail the kitchen arrangement god. Or they'll just be like, that's rubbish and rearrange everything, which will make me very sad because I think I have found it, the optimal kitchen layout. If you want to get me in to rearrange your kitchens, then just send me a text right now because I will do it. I will give you the optimal kitchen layout and you will be so welcome to it. So that is the nerdiest thing I've done this week. Not ashamed, happy to admit to it because I'm feeling very pleased with myself right now. We're not long, not long to go now until the brand new game. Someone's knocking at your door. We're gonna do it next. First, Sebastian Yatra and the Jonas Brothers. This is Runaway. Sebastian Yatra and Jonas Brothers. That was Runaway. You listen to Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. And the time has come. Are you ready? I've come up with a brand new game. It's called Someone's Knocking at Your Door. And I've made a jingle for it. You know it's gonna be good when it's got its own jingle. So shall we hear it and then get on with the game? then for someone's knocking at your door have you seen those adverts on the telly for the postcode lottery and they've got this music in and i don't know where the mental connection came but i thought hmm maybe there is a radio game in this so in the game someone's knocking at your door the premise is very simple someone will be knocking at your door or my door or the door it doesn't really matter whose door it is and james gilmore will have to ask me some yes or no questions to try and identify who is knocking at your door. And we'll play a couple of songs and you can have a guess as well. And then we'll come back and we'll say who's right and who's wrong and just try and reveal who is knocking at the door. That's that's basically it. It's not that complicated. 
So I think, um, if we're ready, we can bring in James at this point. Hello, I'm here. How are you feeling about the game so far? Well, look, I've not been involved in a spectacle this big since we were doing musicals on your show. So I'm excited. Nervous, but excited. Okay. I'm glad to hear it. I think I think you'll be okay. Thank you. I think it's time. What's that I hear? <gasps> is that someone knocking at the door? I think it is. But who could it be? I don't know. Why don't we ask questions and we can find out who okay. or what it is. Is it a person? Yes. Are they male or female? Sorry. Are they just yes or no questions? Yes, please. Okay. Are they male? They can be. Okay. I know that's this... not a yes, no answer, but it, the gender isn't specific to what this person is. Oh, God. Is it a TV character? No. Oh, God. Um, is it... So, but it's a, it's a person, not an animal, so... Okay. Um, human being, yeah. It's a human being. Is this more... Is this a job rather than actually a, a person? Yes, I think so. Okay. You don't want me to actually guess what it is, do you? Not yet. Okay. Um, so it's, this is more of a job rather than a, like it's not Johnny Depp. It's it's like a, an actor or some or a singer or something like that. Um, would I be mm. right to think that? You would. Yes. Okay. I think. Is that enough questions? How many have we done? Was that three? More than three. Three. I think. Yeah. Okay. That's enough questions. Okay. So All right. Is there somebody else? Could be at the door. No, just just the one person knocking at your door. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. I'll let you know who it is soon. If you want to have a guess to see who is knocking at your door, we just know basically that it's it's a human being doing a job. Then send me a message now with a guess. Oh seven eight oh seven one eight three five three eight. I feel like the listeners hate me. They hate you. Yeah. For not asking useful questions. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. But bear in mind, bear in mind when you're making your guesses that this is me and this is one of my radio features. Just, you know, just bear that in mind when you're trying to guess who's knocking at your door. At Wizard Radio, you can tweet me with your guess or station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who is knocking at the door? I don't know, but we'll find out soon. Halsey's on next. And I've done some extensive research into Halsey to bring you a highly factually accurate 60 second guide. Here it is. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Halsey is a singer who rose to fame for featuring on the Chainsmokers song, Hashtag Selfie, where she was the girl who was trying to pull Jason on a night out. It was this song that gave her the catchphrase, that's so ratchet, something people regularly shout at her in the street, even today. She hates this and tries to dissociate herself with it as much as possible. She never performs the song and tried unsuccessfully to take out an injunction to get it removed from streaming services. But the judge rules that it was in the public interest to keep it online so future generations can understand what music was like in 2014. Worried about being always the bridesmaid, never the bride, Halsey finally stopped featuring on other artists' songs and released her own solo album and a special Christmas album called Deck the Halsey, which featured downbeat covers of Christmas classics such as Santa Baby and All I Want for Christmas is You. Nightmare describes Halsey's life since doing the Chainsmokers song, and that's Halsey in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
Saturdays 3 till 5. Zara Larson all the time on Wizard Radio before that. Halsey, a nightmare. I can't believe this. I put so much time, so much energy. I was so excited about this new game. Someone's knocking at your door. And I made a jingle for it and everything. It was it was the song where it's like, duh, duh, duh. someone's knocking at your door. And it didn't even work. Somewhere along the line, I, I messed it up. And there wasn't actually the, the singing bit where they say, someone's knocking at your door. So it was just some slightly weird, naff, cheesy <laughs> background music. But you know what? That's fine. Um, there'll be other opportunities to enjoy the great jingle to this game because maybe it'll come back if it's not a total disaster. I'm, I'm so sorry that you missed out on the great jingle action. I, for one, am gutted. Unbelievable. But these things happen. And the best thing to do is just move on and not draw attention to them, just like I've done. So, shall we, shall we see what kind of guesses we've got? Basically, the premise of the game, if you missed this earlier, someone was knocking at the door. And I just had to give some yes or no answers to questions from James Gilmore about who it was that was knocking at the door. Basically, all we established was that it was a human being doing a profession that could be either male or female. So that's not really a lot to go by. It was quite vague. So let's see what you've come up with. Ben says, is it a radio presenter paying a visit to have some tea with you? Can confirm, Ben, you are incorrect. It is not a radio presenter visiting to have some tea with me. I don't really know any other ones. So they wouldn't really come round for tea. No, it is not. You are wrong, I'm afraid, but thanks for playing. Ellie, is it a friend or family member? Wow, really, really inventive there. Um, is it? I wouldn't say this person would be a friend or family member. I suppose they have to be someone's family member. Would they have, have many friends? I'm not so sure. Maybe. We'll see, we'll see. From This one's from Chris. He says, is it James's best friend, his dog? Um, unfortunately, no. We did establish... We didn't establish much. We did establish that they were a human being. So that does preclude James Gilmore's dog from knocking at my door. That's completely separate from the fact that I don't know whether a dog can necessarily knock at a door. Can they... Can they survive on three legs or will they fall over? I don't really know. But no, a dog is not knocking at my door. Sorry, Chris. Elspeth says, Is it a school teacher knocking at my door? No, it is not. Sorry to say. Noah says, Is it the repairman from Sky? Because you're suspicious... No, the re- I messed that one up. The repairman from Sky who you're suspicious about because he's visited a few too many times lately. <gasps> no. It's it's not that, I'm, I'm afraid to say. Why am I suspicious of them? Do I think they're robbing me or they're sleeping with my wife? I can't quite tell. But no, it's not it's not the dodgy repairman from Sky who I don't trust. They are not the one knocking at my door. You, you want to say it like in the song. Can't you say door? It's door. Um, Seb says, is it a doctor because you're having a heart attack? No, thankfully touch wood i am in fine health i'm not having a heart attack a doctor is not required to be knocking at the door at the present time you are wrong amy is it the takeaway delivery driver a good shout but no haven't ordered a takeaway trevor says is it my landlord (laughs) no but maybe maybe you're sort of along the right lines there trevor because think about what why a landlord might come to your house generally they don't ever come if they're not very happy Maybe they want to, like, kick you out or evict you. Maybe that's kind of along the right lines, but not quite. And um, the last guess is from Brandon. It says, is the person knocking at my door? 
the plumber, who I think might be a cowboy builder. No, that is not the person knocking at my door, although that would fit with all the clues we gave, but no, not a cowboy plumber. Nobody got it right. Nobody, not a soul. I'm shocked. None of you guessed, based on the very good clues we gave you, who the person knocking at the door is. So I can I can now reveal that on the first ever game of someone's knocking at your door, and maybe the last, who knows, the person that was knocking at my door is a bailiff. And they've come to take away all of my stuff. And that was another great game of someone's knocking at your door. Will it come back again? Probably not. Here's Alesso. Alesso and Sad Song, it's Wizard Radio with Alec. Mars McCorsky's here at five o'clock. Sorting you out with all the hip-hop and R&B you need for your Saturday afternoon. Me until then. And we've just about got time to connect four. And then I'm going to go, which I think is probably just as well. Because this show has largely been a bit of a shambles today. Sorry about the lack of jingle. I was so excited about that. And then just just wasn't there. And then, yeah, you know. It's all good. All good. Time for connect four. Just before four o'clock, I gave you the four words. Kidnap, click, shoe, and extra. And we picked those words out of the dictionary at random. And your job was just to connect them all. Write a little story for us and put the words in there somewhere. I'm expecting some high stakes, intense stories this week about kidnappings and shoes. So I'm, I'm excited to see what we've come up with. And then whichever one of these connections I like the most, I will crown the winner. And for that, you can feel pride and happiness with your own achievements and basically not much else and the rules basically say that i choose whichever one i like most and there are no real criteria on how to win all that said let's hear what we've got so sophia is up first she says i had a dream last night which was so strange basically i was in a shoe store and there's shoe the first word when i was suddenly kidnapped kidnapped there you go then I woke up in a field full of wheat. No, in a field full of all of my favourite people. Everyone from Oprah to Josh Peck from Drake and Josh, Paul McCartney to Sam Smith. It was very extra. As I walked through the field, I saw people dying, people being born. It was like I was living a whole lifetime in my dream. It was a bit like that Adam Sandler movie, Click, where he has the universal remote. It was a lot. And there's there's a lot to get through here. Um, so kidnapped in a shoe store there we got shoe and kidnapping very nicely um the word from the dictionary was kidnapped obviously you did change that to the past tense of kidnapped but i don't really see how else you can't really get the word kidnap into a sentence it's quite hard so i'm gonna overlook that this week because i've realized it's actually quite difficult because when you just say the singular kidnap um uh, a field full of oprah josh from breaking josh paul mccartney and sam smith what a field that must be were the people dying and being born, Oprah and Paul McCartney and Sam Smith, or were they just also there observing the births and deaths? I really need to to visualise this dream, fully get into it. Okay, yeah, I think I've got it. Field of the wheat, everyone's being born and dying, and something about Adam Sandler having a universal remote. I've never seen the film, but I'm assuming that there was a universal remote and it was a lot like that. So... We got the word clicking, we got kidnapping, we got shoe, we got extra. A strong start on this week's Connect 4 from Sophia. Thank you very much. Up next, let's go to Johnny. Johnny's Connect 4 entry is this. Sometimes I'm so extra and have 
two stories to show you just how extra I am. Okay, let's go. You've already got extra in there twice. That is in itself quite extra. For example, says Johnny, on non-uniform day, instead of just wearing normal clothes, <laughs> I would wear fancy dress. But for characters that would wear makeup, I once wore a dress, one red shoe and one black shoe. Shoes in there twice as well. And was both Dorothy and the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz. There was just something about that idea which clicked in my head. Although now I see the error of my ways. I think you've got nothing to be ashamed of. That's great. The other example to show you my extraness, extra makes the third appearance, I think, is when I told everyone in my year in primary school I was actually a kidnap victim and I had been kidnapped by the people they thought were my parents, but I stayed because they gave me lots of sweets. It was just for attention. My parents were not happy with me when the rumour spread. Wow, there's a lot to a lot to grapple with here. Extra, the word extra, you only have to get it in once. I think Johnny got it in about one, two, three times, was it? Yeah. Three times. The word kidnap was in there once, in the present tense, and also kidnapped was in there, so that was two. The word shoe was in there twice. And we got clicked in there. That was only in there once, as far as I can tell. And it was the past so it was clicked, not click. But you know what? I'm very impressed with Johnny's entry. Yes, maybe he is showing off a little bit. But if you can show off well, I think that's kind of okay. And Johnny has shown off very well with his Connect 4 entry. So well done. Well done. That is a very strong contender this week. Also got a message from Jesse here. Says, I wish online deliveries were faster when you order clothes. Because, not to sound ungrateful, sometimes you need the new clothes now. But a few weeks ago, I got a massive hole in my shoe. And it took four days for my new shoes to arrive. That's shoe and shoes. So I had to wear trainers to school and I looked so extra. There's extra. I wish I could just click. Eh, there we go. And shoes would appear at my door. Someone made a rumour at school that I'd been the subject of a kidnap. And that's why I didn't have my school shoes. So weird, I know. Anyway, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, I do feel like the, the kidnapping thing was kind of just tacked on the end a little bit. They were like, oh no, how do I get in kidnapped? I know, I didn't have any shoes because I was a kidnap victim. But not bad, not bad at all. I also noticed, I said it was quite hard to get kidnap in a sentence just as it is. But two people have managed it, so maybe not. Maybe it is actually easier <laughs> if Jesse is a kidnap victim because she doesn't have her school shoes. Yeah, that must be. It's the only rational explanation. Totally. Yeah. Makes complete sense. Well, thanks for that one. A campaign message to get online deliveries faster combined with something about kidnapping. And the last one we've got time for this week is from Carnum. I don't want to be deep, but how weird is it when someone gets kidnapped? That was a very profound thought. If you're the victim of the kidnap, all of a sudden, in a click, very good, you're gone. Everything is left behind. Your clothes, your shoe, your belongings are all at home, but you're not. You are somewhere else. You need to get extra things because you don't have anything with you. It's so bizarre, just like you've fallen off the planet. Yeah, I would pick up on that one, though. If you were kidnapped, I feel like getting all your extra possessions back wouldn't be very high up your list of priorities. Not like, oh, bother, I've been kidnapped. I've got to get new shoes now. It'd probably be more like, oh my god, are they going to hurt me? How can I get back to my family? But yeah, I suppose maybe you would be thinking, oh, rats, need new socks and everything. It's all still at home. How inconvenient. But again, a good entry. And also, I like the commitment to 
getting the words exactly right. You said your shoe instead of your shoes. Just the one shoe that gets left behind at home. How can I pick this week? They've all they've all been a mixed bag. They've been good stories. Didn't quite satisfy the pedant within me that's like, you have to have the words exactly. Because they all had some kind of variation, I think. Except Carnum. But also, I quite admire Johnny's commitment to proving he's really extra by containing two stories and getting each word in there twice. So I think this week on Connect Four, I'm going to say, Johnny, congratulations. You've done it. You've clinched it. You are the winner. Your Connect Four connection is my favorite. In return, you win absolutely nothing, but well done anyway. Come back again next week and you can play again. Thanks very much for getting involved. Thanks for getting involved with the whole show today, especially especially the own brand knockoff goods that we were coming up with earlier. I was a big fan of that. If you missed that, if you missed any of it, it'll be available on the podcast, Alex Feldman, the podcast, which is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the places you get your podcasts from. Check that out. I'm back Friday, three o'clock for the week, the mixtape and Saturday, three till five as well, as usual. Dermot Kennedy to finish and Miles is up next. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.